I often hear someone getting a divorce say, well, we just grew further and further apart. And sometimes I wonder if the truth is that it might be more apt to say, well, we just never grew close enough together. At the heart of healthy relationships is intimacy, actual active love and meaningful support. Intimacy is genuineness. And yes, it's just plain getting it on, but it's also physical closeness and nurturing. Intimacy is trust. Intimacy is the sanctuary of shared experience. And in so many relationships, intimacy is too often assumed a given, when really it is not only the most sacred thing, but one of the most difficult things to maintain. It requires not just consistent affection, but consistent commitment to growth and to honesty. When your relationship is intentionally cultivating intimacy with one another, it may be intense, but it's growing. When it's not, well, it's not intimate. It's not a relationship. You're two people who used to be intimate, or as one divorcee described as marriage, we lived in two different worlds separated by infinity. Now, I'm not someone who has big issues with divorce. Sometimes we just aren't compatible. I'm actually for healthy divorces. Sometimes we simply realize, I think I can love and admire you more outside of this relationship than in it. But here's what saddens me. When we didn't try. When there were tools available to us that we didn't know were there. When our relationship maybe had our intentions right, but never the environment or the guidelines it really needed to succeed. That foundation through the celebrations and challenges of life where intimacy can thrive. For me, relationships at best are sacraments. They are how we embody and understand what is most sacred in life. And a key word for how that foundation happens, for how relationships move from being a prison to a sacrament, is boundaries. Without a soil of boundaries, a garden of intimacy cannot grow. Some people think intimacy is a removal of boundaries. You know, let your walls down. Let your hair down. Let everything go. But the truth is, boundaries make real intimacy possible. I would say that for those whose relationship is salvageable, the major problem isn't your partner's behavior. It's not me, it's you. But a lack of clarity about your own boundaries and communicating them with your partner. If greater intimacy with someone in your life is something that you want, don't just try to connect. Create the environment for that communication to happen. Now let's define a boundary. A boundary is a guideline for sharing intimate space. A boundary is a guideline for sharing intimate space. In intimate space, we're vulnerable, we're genuine, we're open until a guideline is pressed up or against. Then what happens? If we aren't clear on what the boundary is within ourselves, we clam up and freak out. If we don't escape physically, we do spiritually, psychologically, and emotionally. Boundaries are not walls to keep people out. They are guidelines that create sacred space. Boundaries are not barriers to hold you back, but understandings that let you in. They are not obstacle courses to test our partners. They are a covenant that we must follow to help our relationship grow. And although we need general boundaries, of course, with all people, our most intimate relationships don't require less but even more. Again, not more rules, but more self-awareness, better communication, better understanding of our own needs. And everything I'm saying is based upon the idea 
that what each of us longs for is intimacy, closeness, connection, love, shared growth. This is the case for anyone who's on the path of personal growth and living a sacred life. I love how Oriah Mountain Dreamer put it. This is what I ache for. Intimacy with myself, others, and the world. Intimacy that touches the sacred and all that is life. This ache, this longing, is the thread that guides me back through the labyrinth of compromises I have made, back to my soul's desires. And sometimes I am afraid of my desires, afraid of what they will ask of me, what vision of myself or the world they may offer that may demand a sacrifice of my carefully cultivated way of seeing. But when we don't have the boundaries, intimacy becomes something we fear. It's something we turn away from. We get small. We lose touch with our hearts. Even our marriages, the vehicles for intimacy, become shams. And inside, we know it. Even though we still long for intimacy, we may long to escape it by seeking out ways to escape. Drugs and alcohol, boring podcasts, emotional or physical affairs. And the opposite of intimacy we might call an exit. Boundaries point us towards intimacy and exits away from it. This term exit is a term used in Harville Hendricks's book, Getting the Love You Want. An exit is an intimacy off-ramp. They happen when we're not taking care of our garden of relationship. I remember being with a partner, having dinner once, and we had nothing to say to one another. You ever have that experience with your partner? In that moment, we could have opened up more, or even talked about not seeming to have anything to say, but we both took the same exit, silent judgment about the other person in the relationship. This relationship is over. There's nothing left to say. We slowly started covertly breaking up. The sad truth of it was, not that we didn't have any meaningful things left to say, but we refused to give ourselves the environment for real honesty, support, creativity. I remember being given a set of promotional cards from the film Kinsey, and it was filled with erotic questions. What's a sexual fantasy of yours? What was your first meaningful sexual relationship? So one night I'm at this bar, and it's full of couples not saying anything to one another. I get to reading them and talking back and forth with my date at the time, and we're having a lot of fun, so we start offering cards to the couples. The place lit up like a Christmas tree. And the things about an exit is that we refuse to take the steps for greater intimacy with our partner, to be honest, to try, to love them, and we wind up taking an exit, which we often think is trying to find intimacy outside of the relationship. But the truth is, it's often the opposite. One of my favorite novels is The Princess Bride by William Goldman. Unlike in the movie, in the book, oh, the whole story is an outgrowth of a husband's disillusionment with his wife. Take the title words, True Love and High Adventure. I believed in that once. I thought my life was going to follow that path. Prayed that it would. Obviously, it didn't. But I don't think there's adventure left anymore. Nobody takes out a sword nowadays and cries, Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And true love, you can forget that too. I don't know if I love anything anymore beyond the porterhouse at Peter Luger's and the cheese enchilada at El Parador's. Sorry about that, Helen. For some, the exit is food. For some, it's pornography. For some, it's drugs and alcohol. For some, it's Netflix binging. For some, it's an emotional affair at work. Now, exits aren't always negative behaviors. They may appear to us like we are giving ourselves what we need. 
the married man who exits his marriage by developing a crush on a co-worker who is maternal and supportive. But the truth is, it's all because he is too afraid to tell his wife how he wants to be loved. The married woman who spends much of her time criticizing her partner to her friends because she can't find the courage to tell her or him she doesn't feel empowered enough in the relationship. This happens beyond romantic relationships as well. The employee who goes job hunting because she can't muster up the courage to have a courageous conversation with her boss. The young adult who gets into all sorts of trouble because he's unwilling to share something about himself to his parents for the fear that they may judge him. So I have something for everyone today. Know what your boundaries are. Take some time to write down what are your physical boundaries? What are your communication boundaries? And what are your self-care boundary? A physical boundary for me is that I need a safe place and plenty of time to share. My wife can tell me the worst thing that ever happened to her while going upside down on a roller coaster, but I need space. So that means that she shouldn't pick on me when I don't have a long answer for how my day was when I got home. It means that we have to work harder to create quality time together. I want that glass of wine or to sit outside someplace and know we have plenty of time to talk. A communication boundary for me is that I would love to talk about serious things with you. Intimacy, parenting, politics, religion. But only if you're listening. If a serious argument is taking place with my partner and I, we take time to make sure the other person has heard what the other has said, even if they disagree with it, before the other makes their next point. A communication boundary my wife set early with me is not to threaten to leave the relationship. I could say this isn't working, but an exit I'd jump on is that at a first sign of disagreement I would jump into this isn't working. Honoring her boundary not only respected her, but it helped me. A self-care boundary for me is a full day once a month alone to write and just be. I've had trouble honoring this one for myself, but when I don't have it, it's not just me that suffers, it's my family. I might say, don't take the day because you're neglecting them, when the truth is, if I don't take it and ask for support in taking it, I start blaming and building stories about my family. Self-care isn't selfish. It's ultimately caring for everyone you're asked to love on a regular basis. As you take some time to consider what we're talking about, I invite you to not ask yourself, how can I be more intimate with my partner? But ask yourself, how can I better create the environment for intimacy with my partner to take place? Again, it's about intimacy. Intimacy with what's sacred to you. Intimacy with yourself. Intimacy with others. Intimacy with all that is life. Start honoring your own boundaries and watch intimacy become a byproduct of doing just that. Intimacy is never created. It is a byproduct of having good boundaries. As Wilkie said, believe in a love that is being stored up for you like an inheritance and have faith that in this love there is a strength and a blessing so large that you can travel as far as you wish without having to step outside it.